what's up everyone welcome to another episode of everything entrepreneurial in this episode i'm speaking with anna healy anna healy is a mindset and confidence coach supporting women and building their confidence while starting and growing their business having been a coach for 15 years she understands the challenges that women experience in creating the right mindset for success she hosts an online business success group called the light-hearted women and has developed a signature coaching program called wing woman everybody needs a wing woman she can be contacted through the website anahealy.ie and you can follow her on Facebook and Instagram with Anahealy Coaching. Okay, so let's get into the episode. Okay, okay well, Anna, thanks very much for uh, coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Um, if you could give us a couple of sentences about who you are and what you do. Okay, so I am Anna Healy and I am a mindset and confidence coach. I've been coaching for over 15 years. I've been kind of trained in supporting people for 23 years, I think it is. Um, so I work primarily with women in business, supporting them to build their business, uh, build their confidence and be in the right mindset for success. That's what I do. Brilliant. So uh, I suppose where I'd like to go is I'd like to go back to maybe the start of your career or early childhood, because I'd love to know, yeah. I always want to know why entrepreneurs get into entrepreneurship. So was there anyone in your family that was a business owner? What kind of mm -hmm. encouraged you to start your own business and to be a coach? Um. I, I think about this a lot, actually, because it's it's in terms of role models and stuff um, like my father was a farmer. So to a certain extent, he was an entrepreneur. He had to make his own money. He had to make his own way in the world. Um, but his brother was a big entrepreneur over in London. He I suppose they were both farm coming from a farming background. Um, my dad stayed behind and my uncle Bobby went to the UK to make his success and he did really well he set up a construction business and he was really successful um in his own kind of uh, field for years um working with the councils the government and all that getting you know building the roads and that kind of thing um so i think i've always admired that because they are i suppose to a certain extent bobby was rich over in london you know we were at home piking the hay and things like that you know so yeah. it was you know it was kind of um it was something to admire. And then obviously when Uncle Bobby came home, he was a very generous man, but he was also a very loving man. He was a very, um, he was a lovely, he was like a Santa. He was like Santa to us when he used to come home. It was just, he was just such a kind man. So he, I think that's where it came from. But also, you know, just reflecting on it as well. I've always been told uh, by my sister, sometimes frowning at me when they say it, but sometimes kind of laughing at me. I was always mad for road. That was the phrase they always say about me. I was always mad for road. So for me, what I, I'm going to take from that is that I didn't want to settle for just whatever it was. I wanted to try something else. I wanted to, you know, experiment. I was very curious. I just wanted to go. So when I was 15, I left my family home, we'll say, and I traveled God, 20 miles away. And there was no such thing as mobile phones back then. So I traveled. 20 miles away to the local kind of beach place in Valley Bunyan. I'm originally from North Kerry. And I lived there for the whole summer. And every summer when I was 15, 16, 17, 18, I was gone. Um, and my parents never saw me. Literally, I would probably phone them twice during that summer, but they never saw me. I used to kind of, you know, back then there used to be a lot of live-in accommodation when you were working. 
cheekers. It was the best thing ever. So, and I met loads of really lovely friends then as well, you know, because that's what you do. You, you, you network, you, and it wasn't networking back then, but you just met people and you hung out with them and stuff. So that's where I suppose the hunger to do something different, the hunger maybe to be independent. I was, I'm, I'm fierce independent. Even now I would be very independent and I would be very single-minded in some things, you know, very clear about what I want. So anyway, left there, went to college. Um, my parents wanted me to stay locally in the local college and I hit the road um, and <laughs> went to Limerick, um, which was an amazing experience, but I bombed, I completely bombed after three years, failed out because I was having way too much fun, <laughs> way, too, way too immature. Um, yeah, way too immature. I wasn't ready for it at all. I mean, I, you know, I was coming from the sticks into the big smoke and like UL is an amazing college, you know, and it's a real party place as well. And I, I just didn't, couldn't find the balance then. So I kind of burnt out there, uh, failed, kind of failed out of college, kind of, yeah. And then went working and said, right, you know, my parents said, look, you either go back and you repeat um or you go to work and I said fine I'll just go to work because I knew I wasn't going to succeed in Limerick so I went to work and then I decided after a year um I suppose my one of my family members kind of reached out to me because they knew I'd kind of hit a wall and I wasn't sure where I was going I was working in a Chinese restaurant do you know something just to keep me going um and I kind of hit a wall there and they kind of um they were able to kind of turn me around and get me refocused into supporting people. So I worked in a kind of, a, it was a chaplaincy in the CIT um, back then. It was kind of like a FOSS scheme, you know, like community employment scheme. Yeah. So I did that, did that for a year and I loved the idea of supporting other people. So I said, right, okay, maybe this is the direction I need to take. So I went back to college again at the age of 22 and I did social care in the CIT. Um, and I got, I spent three years there and absolutely thrived in it, loved in it. Um, and then basically after three years, I had my diploma, we'll call it. Um, and it was the relevant, it was the recognized qualification at the time. So I went off again, of course, mad for road again, went mm -hmm. off working. So I worked for about 10 years then in child protection. So that was basically working in residential homes you know, in children's homes, um, looking after children. Um, and that, you know, that's, that, it was an incredibly challenging job, incredibly rewarding job. Um, and I spent 10 years there and moved up, I don't want to say, yeah, moved up the ranks, but like, you know, I took on more responsibility as we went on because, you yeah. know, when you're 10, when you're five, six years there, you're a lot more experienced, a lot more knowledgeable. Um, and then I was managing units. I was, you know, um, looking after staff. I had studied HR in UCC and I kind of, anyway, so it was, I did that for 10 years, but it was really full on high pressure, high, you know, high volume it, it, the, and very low staffing. It was just, everything was really stressful. So um, I burnt out basically. I just completely burnt out. I had been kind of um, at that time as well. I kind of was, I was, it was becoming more clear that it wasn't for me, this kind of environment. It wasn't for me. Um, but when you're in it, you just don't realize it, you see. So yeah. what happened was um, I had very luckily had started to learn how to scuba dive about a year or two previously. 
Um, so basically I used to head down and I used to call it work hard, play hard. So that mm -hmm. during the week I'd work really hard because it was really pressure. And then every weekend I would head down to West Cork, down to Baltimore and go diving. And how it was amazing. Sorry for, sorry for yeah. uh, cutting across you there. I just want to know how important was that kind of escape? Because like you said, you were going through a burnout. How important mm -hmm. is it to, to manage those things? And you obviously found a way through scuba diving which is a really yeah. cool hobby, by the way. That sounds very yeah. interesting. But um, yeah. so, you, so you managed that with scuba, dive, uh, scuba diving. How else did you kind of manage that burnout? Because a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners uh, go through burnout. So if you could maybe just yeah. kind of delve into a little bit about your burnout. Oh, you see, the, 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 the challenge there as well was I didn't even realize I was going through a burnout at the time. Oh. I just knew that things were challenging. Um, I... I knew things were challenging. How did, what did I do? I will say that I had a really good, and I still do, and it's something that I even wrote down here in my mind. I had a good support circle around me, you know? I had, you know, I definitely had three or four people, you know, of real close friends who knew um, they, that, that I needed kind of a little bit of a wrap around, you know, a bit of support and a bit of love, you know. So I, had, I, was, I was very lucky that way in that. And, and in some ways, because they were there, they helped me kind of navigate through this burnout. Because I remember somebody actually saying, you know, you're obviously stressed. And I went, stressed? I don't know what you're talking about, you know. And, and I had got to the level where I was almost fiercely kind of uh, defensive and paranoid because I had literally was so burnt out, you know. Um, but So, yes, the scuba diving was amazing because it was something that, it's about it was my hobby but I had to immerse completely into the water but immerse and, and I was absolutely that was a totally different journey but I was afraid of the water before I started scuba diving put it that way really? um so you know to actually go into the water and it was like it's it's a mindful experience that's what it is it's a mindful experience because you cannot think of anything else when you're down there you know <laughs> so the, the rest of the world is gone you know and um, all the stresses and strains are gone for that half hour you're in the water you know for to to hear you and it is a mindful experience because when you're breathing you can hear it sounds like Darth Vader so you're literally <laughs> like you know and you can yeah. see the bubbles floating and then you are floating in water so you might as well be in space up in the man in the moon um, and then you're getting to see all this amazing fish and plant life and everything under the water and then you have your colleague who's beside you your dive buddy beside you so you're obviously watching and communicating with them you have no other time to be thinking about anything else yeah. and it was the most you know and I needed it I absolutely needed that um every weekend you know was was down there um so yeah how did I navigate through the burnout I didn't even be yeah I, the word wasn't there at the time I don't think the word was actually there at the time that you could actually burn out um, I knew that things were challenging I knew that I was unhappy where I was in terms of my career in terms of I didn't want to be there anymore yeah um, and then it was really hard to be there but also deal with all this stress and this continual kind of moving of goalposts which anyway so what and happened so, was yeah yeah um, what happened was um, I had 
while I was doing the scuba diving, I was building up my skills all the time. So I had gone from, you know, just the basics to advance to rescue to, and then basically I had a conversation with the diving instructor and he knew how I had, um, how I was feeling in the workplace and stuff. And of course he threw a little nugget at me saying, well, you know, if you want to, like I can teach you uh, how to, you know, to be an instructor and you can come and work with me. So gone I was gone again so I just said right I I asked for a career break and I took a six-month career break um, and basically what happened was during that time I trained up and went to the UK uh, qualified as a diving instructor and then came back and I worked with this diving instructor I worked in his shop down yeah. in Baltimore um, so highly recommend his he's an amazing instructor he came from the navy um, so he's he there's no messing with him either he's <laughs> had to shove me in a couple of times um, but um, so yeah John Carney amazing guy and I lived with him and his family for that summer for nearly six months I lived there um, in the spare room down into the corridor it was it was the most amazing experience I ever had um, because I was out in the boat every day I was in the water I was busy I was busy I was doing a, you know I was busy as a diving instructor it was amazing um, and that saved me because at the end of the six months um, my boss was coming back to me saying you know when are you coming back and my stomach used to just flip every time you know and I just said I can't and they said, well, we'll take you off the leadership side. We'll, you know, we'll, they gave me so many different options. And I said, I just can't. So I actually took a step again into the great unknown um, and became unemployed because obviously diving is only seasonal. So yeah. I became unemployed for a couple of months. Um, and basically I've, I found this a job uh, as a job coach in West Cork. So I had three options. I think two of them were in Kerry, one was in Cork. I went for the Cork one. And um, basically it was a job coach working with people who were recovering from illness, injury, disability, people who were recovering from stress, people who were recovering from cancer, long-term illnesses, uh, burnout, all these different, and, and they're just wanting to get back into the workplace. Um, and I thrived in that. Um, I thrived in that environment because it's from me you know I suppose somebody said it recently as well to me that you know mine is not just about business it's actually it's a vocation in me it's something that I need I need to be a helper I need to be able to support people and it gives me great pleasure to see how other people thrive um, so mine my 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 coaching is coming very much from vocation rather than just training and business does that make sense you it makes perfect yeah it makes perfect sense passion. and I can get that I can get that vibe that passion off you uh the yeah. experience that you've been talking about working with kids and everything you kind of you kind of do want to help you you have that natural kind of instinct within you to, to help people Um, I mm. myself I went to a, a life coach uh, a good couple of years ago I think I was only 20 or 21 I don't even I didn't know what else to do I was going through a rough patch uh, mentally um, I didn't really want to go to like counselling or anything. I was like, you know what, I'll go to a life coach. And it was the best decision that I ever mm. made. You know, that way it gave me so much clarity. Um, they weren't telling me what to do or anything. They were just 
they were just talking to me and they they made me realize uh, what steps I wanted to take and that I did want to start a business and how would the best way to go about doing that and everything so like yeah so I can understand uh, mm-hmm. the vocation in you and the passion about it um so you you were in a job uh, you're helping people get jobs so that, did, was that the start of how you started becoming a coach that was the kind of taster yeah. Absolutely. Um, I did that for 13 years. I worked in that job for 13 years. Um, incredibly passionate about it because you really, you really get involved in people's lives in, in, in this. And, you know, we call ourselves job coaches, but the reality was we were life coaches, we were business coaches, you know, and job coaches. So our role was, you know, to support them getting back into the workplace, but also sometimes identifying, like literally going out to employers looking for work, you know. Um, so I yeah really now like every win was was a win for us as well and every you know every fallover was you know was we were there with them as well you know so very passionate about it and I just felt a lot of where I built my skills and stuff I did a lot of training during that time as well around advocacy I finished my honors degree in CIT um, in social care. Um, and a lot of that is around, you know, the whole, I suppose, social policy and psychology and, you know, there's so many different aspects to it. Um, but I did, uh, I studied advocacy, as I said, I had the HR, lots around mental health, lots around, you know, disability, lots around boundary, man, it's so much. And so basically, you know, highly, I suppose, what I would say is that, like, as a team, even, we were highly skilled, highly competent, we were getting trained in sales and marketing and business and the whole lot, because we had to, because we needed to have that support and that, you know, that that knowledge for our clients as well. So I suppose what happened then um, was um, another, you see, I I feel incredibly grateful for all these people who come into my life. Um, And it's usually at a time when I need it as well, which is lovely. But literally about five years ago, it was five years ago, um, I met a lovely woman called Karen O'Reilly, who owns a company called Employ Mum. Basically, she had come up with this idea, um, which is completely like it's gone mainstream now. But at the time, it was completely alien. It was like about flexible working for women. Um, And I remember meeting her kind of going, it sounds like a brilliant idea. I just don't know how you're going to do this, you know, Um, because obviously in my mind, I was in my job coaching role and like that was it. And the next thing was I met her six months later when I had gone on maternity leave and back again or whatever and she had set up this amazing company and people and I just loved the idea that she would actually support women to get back into the workplace but not just support women but actually encourage companies to say hey we don't need a full-time person we don't need you know them to be in the office every day of the week so she was literally she's you know she changed the culture of work in Ireland it's, it's phenomenal because literally it's only in the last five years people are going, you know, oh, flexible working, you know, before yeah, that yeah. it wouldn't have been on, it wouldn't have been unheard of, you know. Um, so basically she asked me then to be one of her coaches because what she found was a lot of the women that uh, were coming on to her books with say as recruitment side of things um, were struggling with their confidence. They had been out of work for a while. They weren't sure where they wanted to go. So she actually asked me to be one of her coaches on her platform. And that gave me the bug then. That gave me the (laughs) bug um, to try something different because it wasn't part of work. 
you know. Um, and I suppose at that time, I had kind of outgrown my role in work as well, to a certain extent, you know, when you're there for 13 years, and, and that's as much as you go to, um, you know, that's all I could do, that's all I could learn. So something outside of it was very exciting then, you know, um, yeah. and, and for, for someone to ask me as well, you know, to be, you know, the West Cork coach was lovely. Um, and then that just started getting busier. And then because of that, I was in, in how to say, introduced to other business women. Um, and then I joined a local network um, yeah. called part, uh, Network Ireland. Um, but it was the West Cork branch. And that was it. That was the end of me. As in, that was the end of me and my old job. And I just got, I, I bit the bug. Um, and it was just... I knew I wanted to do more. I knew I wanted to be more. I knew I wanted to try more. Um, and I knew I couldn't do it where I was in where I was at that particular time. Um, but obviously we needed to have, I needed to have support around me, i.e. my husband and my family, or, you know, my friends or whatever around me to actually do this again. So I took a career break um, back in, it feels like forever ago now, 2019, I took a year out again. Um, and I just jumped in there, dived in there like the scuba diving again, jumped off the platform. <laughs> there we go. Here I am. I'm self-employed. Come and find me, you know, um, and that's where and that's where I am in terms of my that's how Anna Healy um, happened. Um, that's how my business has evolved. Obviously, last year, everything changed um, yep. in terms of my business and stuff. Um, in that I was, you know, we say 2019 was the year I had started. So I was literally all over the place in terms of offering my service to everybody. Um, you know, saying so basically yes to what everything was. And, and I wanted um, to do that as well in terms of, you know, building my confidence and the beginning of you know, opening my mind years because I was absolutely for 13 years I was really picked up and now really busy. You know, I'm and January and February or business. So I said yes to everything. And I was driving as they are for a coach as well, you know, because people which was great in January. But it was well, but I know if I had continued that route. I probably and would it was have been great. And the next thing, obviously, after a while, you know, um, yeah. we got so, this. So, and, know, and big, it's, it's interesting how the lockdown goes on. Um, yeah. um, <laughs> this big lockdown. <laughs> so then I basically, my business and myself, I suppose, we, we kind of hit a wall. Um, and pretty much everybody hit a wall at that stage. Um, but I suppose we got, in terms of business, my my role as a coach kind of slightly changed about two weeks before the lockdown because obviously all the kids stayed at home. You know, remember the schools closed the two weeks beforehand. Yeah. And I know that, and I knew that a lot of my clients were women and I knew a lot of them were mothers and I knew a lot of them would not be able to cope with this situation, you know? So I spent that, those two weeks, obviously looking after my children, but also reaching out to those people saying, it's okay, we're gonna get there, you're all right. You know, let's, let's get some perspective on this. We're gonna be okay, you know, because everybody was in shock and everybody was in kind of that state of panic, you know? Yeah. And I just felt that, uh, well, I knew, I suppose, that everything was gonna be okay eventually. Um, but I also knew that once I knew my family were safe, then, uh, you know, that was that was a priority. And I knew I needed to reach out to my my own clients and the people around me and my colleagues to say, are you OK? We can get there. How are we going to get, you know, what's the next step? How are we going to manage? Um, so then 
two weeks in, um, I set up um, one coffee morning. I invited people from LinkedIn, whoever wanted to hop onto a coffee morning just to say hello. First coffee morning ever in my life, my first Zoom proper meeting. And um, I think about six or seven people showed up, all looking Brilliant. very shell, yeah, all looking very shell shocked. But and I had literally just said one coffee morning, guys, just to say hello and see how you're doing. And then everybody kind of went, right, so we'll see you next week then. And then it just that kind of evolved. Um, and I it, it was actually the group decided to call it the lighthearted women because it turned out mm -hmm. anybody who showed up were women. I never said it, never said it for the first two months. Anybody was invited, but it was only women. So that was fine. Um, and they decided to call it the lighthearted women because after the, every meeting, they always felt kind of lighthearted and a little bit more focused for the week that happened. So that has kind of evolved into my business plan. Um, That's brilliant. So, and I like I like yeah. the way you've adapted and it, it, the timing of that sounds perfect. You know, like yeah. COVID came in, the lockdown, the clients that you're working with, you, you might not have been able to meet them in person. So you started this coffee thing, just trying to help mm -hmm. once again, it's you just trying to help. And then it kind of evolved into into part of your business now that's 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 really yeah. nice so tell us yeah. in any way uh how, how did you actually did did your business adapt well to covid like were people more willing to take a zoom call and go through uh, the coaching programs with you or did you find it a little bit um a little bit difficult um I think the fact, like, if you told me a year and a half ago that I would be on Zoom calls, I would have laughed at you. I really would. And I would have said, no, not a hope in hell. Um, you know, I much prefer in person. I definitely, I'm I'm a person that needs that proximity piece. I'm um, the same. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I get the energy from people. But um, because all of this has been foisted upon us, it's been pushed <laughs> on us, you know, um, and it's not, it's not me telling people that they have to, um, then it's, this has become the new norm that people are happy to engage in this way. Um, and I think, I th actually, some of my clients prefer phone calls. So, oh, and right. I'm okay with that. Yeah? yeah, because I suppose it's something if you're used to it and maybe you're more kind of um, triggered by sound rather than, you know, the visual piece. And yeah. then sometimes, you know, with the Zoom or with the internet kind of thing, um, it can kind of, there can be a lag and that can be a little bit uh, frustrating for people as well sometimes. But I have, yeah, everybody seems quite happy with being online, basically. Everybody has accepted that this is the new norm. Um, I think that when life goes, we'll say, back to normal, whatever the new normal is, um, I think we will still be doing Zoom. I will still be doing Zoom. I can reach people now all over the country without having to travel, you know, uh, which yeah. I think is wonderful. Um, like I know from myself as, you know, getting support. I've, you know, my website was built by a woman from Dublin. She's amazing. Um, you know, and, and I continue to work with her around kind of, you know, product development and stuff like that. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do that, um, you know, if we didn't have Zoom, you know, my, my yeah. own coach and my mentor, she's up in North Cork. I couldn't, you know, we used to meet in the city at times, but like that's that's 40 minutes up, 40 minutes down, you know, um, and there's, you know, so it this saves so much time. So no, I, it is, 
I have a, I'm writing a blog at the moment around how 2020 broke my business, but it actually saved me, you know, and gave me yeah. a much better model to work from, you know, um, that's, yeah. yeah, that's where I'm kind of, and, and absolutely, I think whether it's Zoom or online communication definitely is the way forward. I'm not a great lover of emails. I hate writing emails. Um, I think it doesn't convey the message that you want it to convey a lot of the time. Um, yeah. And I'm not a fast typer anyway, so I would much prefer to pick up the phone um, or, you know, have a Zoom call so that we can actually get the message clear, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. What about you? Is your business, has your business changed a lot now with Zoom and online? Um, I'm, oh, so I run a, a digital marketing agency where basically a one-stop shop for small businesses um, and we've been incredibly lucky uh, with everything that's going on because every business needs to be online so mm -hmm. we're there to help uh, business owners small business owners entrepreneurs and um, yeah once again we've been extremely lucky there's um, like the local enterprise offices around mm -hmm. Ireland they offer like a trading online voucher so even if small businesses need to get online and uh, maybe build a website uh, with booking functionality or an e-commerce store. They might need social media advertising. Like uh, there's there's a lot of things in place to kind of help them stay open mm -hmm. and stay alive. And mm -hmm. not only has it been a great opportunity, but actually like seeing it in real life. So we're based in Tallaght in Dublin and we work with uh, a beauty salon and she didn't have any online, uh, like an e-commerce store. Now she's selling products online. Her business is still uh, making money. Um, we're also doing an online platform for her too. So she can teach um, how to do makeup, how to do nails, everything like that. So once again, we're, transform we're helping her transform her business to stay open. So even when COVID is over and things go back to, well, some sort of normality, she can still make money online, you know? So um it's, it's really good, especially for me, because one, I love speaking with other entrepreneurs. I'm absolutely mm -hmm. just insanely passionate about entrepreneurship and mm -hmm. I love digital marketing. I'm a marketer. So um, mm -hmm. getting to do both, it's brilliant, you know, that way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm extremely lucky to <laughs> to sum up, you know. So for yeah. Anna Healy, the life coach, what is the next six to 12 months? So I want to know what's in what's your plan for the next next six to 12 months? Uh, okay, so yeah, apart from world domination, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I suppose for me, right, um, 2020 was really about getting clear, okay? Getting clear about who am I? What do I offer? How can I offer it? You know, who are my clients? Um, so 2020 really um, gave me a good shove back to do that and to slow down and to work that out. Um, because 2019 was, I was everybody's friend, you know, um, and I was, I was fixing everybody. So 2020 helped me realize that the clients that I work really well with are women who are starting their businesses, who have a business idea, who need support um, women who are in business a while and need support in terms of maybe reassessing, reevaluating. So full stop women in business. Um, what I have decided also is that 
my Lighthearted Women, it is an online membership group. Okay, it has evolved into that. So that is for women in business as well. So it's Women in Business Success Group. Um, I offer kind of a bespoke signature package for women in business to help them build their business. It's a three month uh, coaching program called Wing Woman, W-I-N-G Woman. Okay, brilliant. That's very good. (laughs) Because everybody needs a wing woman. I have had so many wing women through my life and through my career and through my business. Um, and, and, And that's the thing I want the message to get across today is you can be an entrepreneur, right? And you can take whatever route you want to take in your business. Do not go alone. Do not go alone. Bring your tribe with you. Get the support from your tribe. And whatever your tribe is, name two people in your circle, okay? Trusted people that you can bounce your ideas off of, that you can go back and say, well, that worked or that didn't work. You can go back and they say, well, how did you get on with this? You know, I was incredibly fortunate in 2019 when I gave up my job and started my business. I had a neighbor who um, was an amazing support to me. Every Thursday morning, she used to come over to my house, right? With a scone, two scones actually, one for her, Mm. one for me, and a cup of tea, I'd put the tea on. And she'd go, right, what did you do last week? What worked? What didn't work? What are you doing next week? What's the plan? Tell me where you're going. What are your ideas? Um, and, And some of the ideas, she'd probably think they were completely pie in the sky. It didn't matter. She was there. She was my sounding board. She was my wing woman for literally for about six months of that year. She literally went, right, where are you going? What are you doing? Where are you, you know, and and have you done this? Have you done that? And that kept me focused. So for me, it's a no brainer. Everyone needs a wing woman. Okay. So Anna Healy, I am your wing woman, basically. I am literally your cheerleader at the sidelines, encouraging you all the way. I am your accountability body. I'm the one that will boost your confidence as you're going along. But I'm also there with the tissues, you know, the ones when you have your bad days, you need to reflect on those as well. So for three months, yeah, for three months, you've got me, um, six sessions, and literally, and and I don't clock watch. That's why I had to get you to (laughs) re-clock watch. But, um, (laughs) and it's really about, you know, being there continually, not just the sessions, but in between. And part of that then is the lighthearted women. So you can do lighthearted women on its own, or you can do wing woman with the lighthearted woman. And that means you have a complete, um, you know, buffer, a, a complete support behind you for the three months to help you build your business. So that is Anna Healy and what she offers right now. I suppose that's what 2020 did for me. It helped me really focus about who I am, what I offer and what I do best. And this is what I do best. I really am brilliant at supporting people and encouraging people. Because when you have an idea, and I've heard it, like there are some people in my life and if I told them what I was doing, they would literally bless themselves or else they would roll their eyes, you know? (laughs) But when you have an idea, it's such a delicate little thing. You need somebody, you know, to be able to trust with that. So that you can nurture it. That's a little idea. Oh, I was thinking of setting up a business. Go on, tell me about it. That sounds really exciting. Come on, let's flesh this out. Let's see where we can go. What's the next yeah. step we can take? You yeah. need people around you like that to help you and encourage you and motivate you to, to get this off the ground. Because otherwise it will stay on the ground, you know, if, if yeah. you don't have that bit of nourishing, you know, support around you. So that's, that's what I do. Uh, because 
And that's why I say I'm a mindset and confidence coach, because it is when you start off with a small little idea and you're going, well, I'm not really sure. The next person that says, oh, God, that's a terrible idea. It's squashed. It's gone. Forget it, you know. So for me, it's about building their confidence during those three months so they can say, well, actually, no, it's, it's actually quite a good business idea and I'm going to do this and it is mine, completely my own, you know? Um, and then, you know, with the Lighthearted Women, it's a group of women who can, they, and literally, they're just such beautiful women and they're all supporting each other and all encouraging each other to do well and be well, you know? So yeah. that's what Anna Healy is going to be doing for the next six months is literally mm-hmm. my plan is promoting this and and letting people know that I am here to support them. That's really where, and and I suppose for me, um, my motivation is obviously, it's kind of that vocational passion piece that I really want people to do well. And I would hate for somebody to be out there and feeling lost, you know, in their business and, and feeling like that they have no support because when you're in that zone as well, it's very hard to look outside, you know? Um, So yeah, that's that's what Anna Healy does. And for the next six months, 2021 really is about expansion and getting the message out there, you know, via marketing, you know, um, via, I suppose, papers. Yeah, podcasts like this. A whole lot. Uh, going online, social media, everything that you do, just keep yeah. pushing it and pushing it. I feel like you have a great idea there. I think support is so important. Um, hope everyone that's listening will go and try and get involved with the lighthearted women um if people can are looking for some advice with their mindset uh, confidence life coaching please reach out to anna anna if you could uh, just say your online social media channels or your website where people can go to find you and um, if you just want to leave it there yeah it's um annahealy.ie that's my website, annahealy.ie. And you will find me, most of my handles are Anna Healy Coaching. So, Brilliant. Uh, yeah. Well, once again, Anna, thanks very much for taking your time out. You have a great story. I've learned a lot from you. I hope others have too. And um, I'll definitely keep in touch in any way. And maybe in the next six to 12 months, you can get back on and you can give us an update into uh, how your business is going and what you're up to. All right. I'd love that. I'd love that. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Bye-bye.